So I wouldn't need to go into the detail of last Sunday's message again, but suffice it to say that we dwelt on 3 John verse 2 from the King James Version of the Bible where Apostle John, by the inspiration of the Spirit, said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. And so much emphasis was placed on soul prosperity because when your soul is prospering, two major things happen. Your mind gets renewed by the Holy Spirit. And then number two, the Holy Spirit gains avenue into your soul and takes over your soul. At that level, God wishes that as your mind is renewed and the Holy Ghost takes over, you will catch the revelation that beyond soul prosperity, there is also physical prosperity. We God wishes that as you are prospering in your soul, you will catch this revelation as well. And then also beyond physical prosperity is good health, which are all packaged in the salvation work of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you didn't get last Sunday's message, kindly go back to it. It's on our podcast. It will be playing on IP Online Radio. And God will bless you really good. But let me bring Deuteronomy chapter 8 as a follow-up on last Sunday's message. Deuteronomy chapter 8. This time around, I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. Verses 13 through 18. Deuteronomy 8. 13 of Deuteronomy 8 says, And when... Let me take it from verse 11. I think it will help us to appreciate the communication. God was warning the Israelites here. He started from verse 11 by saying, Beware that you do not forget Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses, and dwell in them. 13. And when your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, hey, verse 14 says, When your heart is lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water who brought water for you out of the flinty rock who let who fed you in the wilderness with manna which your fathers did not know that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end i like that verse 17 says then you say in your heart my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. Verse 18 says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, and that he may establish his covenant which you swore to your fathers as it is this day. Somebody say, Amen. Glory be to God. These are beautiful verses of scripture you can meditate on and there will be thousand and one revelations. 
from the verse 11 to the 18 is a whole package of God's communication especially to the New Testament believer because we have the benefit of the hindsight. God is telling us that he is not against prosperity. Verse 18 showed us, he said, I am the one who gives you power. That is the strength. That is the ability. That is the wisdom, the skill. I am the one. If you have prosperity as a child of God, I'm not talking about the one who got it through some dubious means. I'm not talking about the one who used any means to get wealth. I'm talking about the one who was guided by the Lord, God Almighty. The one who God endowed with the wisdom, the skill, the ability, the power. The Hebrew word translated power here had to do with the strength, the skill, the ability, the energy, the wisdom. If you ever got wealth in Christ Jesus, God is pointing out to you and me that he says, and you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. What was the covenant God swore to their fathers? And here he's referring to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob. What was the covenant? Remember he told Abraham that I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. Child of God. And that blessing is still our inheritance in Christ Jesus. When you read Galatians chapter 3 verses 13 and 14 he says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having been made a curse for us for it is written curse is everyone who hangs on the tree that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith I know doctrinally the blessing of Abraham is justification by faith because Abraham was justified I mean to have uh, I mean for, her, for him to have believed in God he was justified by faith and Bible says God imputed unto him righteousness it was accounted unto him for righteousness and that is the kind of inheritance we have received in Christ Jesus but beyond justification by faith the blessing of Abraham because God justified him in other words made him right when he didn't do right God also added material blessing. And he didn't get it by his mind. It was the Lord who did it. And that blessing was transferred from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob. And those of us who are in Christ Jesus, it is the same blessing. It's just unfortunate that oftentimes the same warning that God gave the Israelites in Deuteronomy chapter uh, 8, 11 through 18, the same warning we who are in Christ Jesus, do not heed to the same warning. Because he was warning them that, look, I have done this so that you will remember that when you have gotten wealth, your heart will not be lifted up to say that my own power and my might has gotten me this wealth. But that's what we do. After God has blessed us, remember the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and he adds no sorrow. After God has blessed us, all of a sudden, we forget that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Let me read the verse 11 through 18 again. It says, beware. What does it mean to beware? 
It means I'm forewarning you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them. So it means even to build a beautiful house, it is, it is, it is not, it is not against Christianity. You understand? It is the will of God. I remember in, in which scripture is that? Uh, First Timothy, he says that God gives us richly all things to enjoy. In First Timothy 5, 17 or so. He gives us richly. He says that charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. So it is, it is God is never against you enjoying a good life enjoying a beautiful house enjoying uh, you know uh, all those good things that this life provides. He is not against it. In fact, he gives it and he gives it for us to enjoy and he wishes that as our soul is prospering we will catch this revelation as well because the covenant God established with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob was so that he will, they will not only be blessed but they will become channels of blessing. Child of God, I'm showing you a picture of where we are going that is why on Sunday the Lord asked me to bring a message I titled True Love True Love because if after all said and done we do not appreciate the essence of God's blessing on our lives why God blesses the work of our hands why God prospers us why he wishes that we prosper and walk in hell we will miss it and oftentimes we will even want to settle here with the wealth whereas this is not our home what God gives us is for a purpose what God gives us is for a mission and you've got to understand the reason why God endows you with the ability to get wealth it is for a reason Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your hairs and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied. Have you seen? The blessing of the Lord brings multiplication. God is in the business of multiplying every good thing that he has given us. And he gives that ability anyway. It is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives that brings that multiplication. If you read 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, you know, he says, Remember the Lord your God. In 2 Corinthians 3, 17, he says, Now the Lord is that spirit. The Holy Spirit is here representing Jesus. And doing, and remember, Jesus Christ came and represented the Father. So the Holy Spirit is here doing the work on behalf of the Father and of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so our relationship is not to look up into some sky somewhere and see where the Father is and where Jesus is. Our relationship, our, our, our communication, our engagement is with the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. He is with us. He is also in us and he's at work in us. And he says, remember the Lord your God. Now, the Lord is that spirit. The Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, you are liberated. 
liberated from mental bondage, liberated from every soulish ties, soul ties, liberated from anything that holds you bound. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. All right, verse 14 says, when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. God doesn't want us to forget where we are coming from. Oftentimes, we forget so quickly that once we were sinners. I like Apostle Paul for one thing. He didn't even say I was a sinner. He says, this is a great mystery. Christ came to save sinners of whom I am chief. He used a present tense communication. He said, of whom I am. He didn't say of whom I was. He still bore in mind that, see, I don't qualify. Yet, by the grace of God, he became a chief apostle and even labored more than all the other apostles. But he had a certain recognition that it was not by his might. It was not by his power. It was by the Lord at work in his life. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Apostle Paul went on to say that there was given to him abundance of revelation. He was caught up to the third heavens. He had things that were not lawful for a man to even utter. And so that his heart will not be lifted. This was the caution God was giving the Israelites. Let me tell you, when there is grace, abundance of grace, when there's revelation, abundance of revelation, there is always the temptation for your heart to be lifted up in pride. It happened to Lucifer, who became Satan, the devil, who became the dragon, the old serpent. That will cause him a murderer. He was a murderer from the beginning. And Bible calls him the thief. He is the father of lies. Think about it. Yet he was not created that way. But the pride of his glory. The man had so much. I'm talking about Lucifer. Had so much glory. That now he began to look at himself. Not in the light of the omnipotent, omniscient God. But he now began to look at himself in his own light. And felt that he could also ascend to the heel of God. And become like the most high God. So that he will accrue worship to himself. The same warning is to the child of God. Apostle Paul went through it. He says that when he had abundance of revelation. Because of the abundance of revelation. And the visions that was given to him a thorn in his flesh. To buffet him. To just keep him humble. And that's the same thing God did with the Israelites. He says he took them through the wilderness to humble them. Child of God, when you are going through situations and it seems like you are not having your own way, let's keep ourselves humble. That is why we fast. Let's keep ourselves under the mighty hand of God. He says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and he will lift you up in due time. When it seems like you are laboring and all of a sudden, the thing is getting into your head and making you feel that it's your mind, it's your power. Look at the strength. He says, Verse 14, when your heart is lifted up and, your, and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness. Have you forgotten what God has taken you through? Have you forgotten the times when you were in the wilderness situation and it was the hopeless situation and it didn't seem like there was no way out? See how wealthy you have become. See how prosperous you have become. God is saying that I am the one who did it. I took you through all the seasons, through the changing scenes of life. 
You went through the water, you went through the fire, but you came out as pure gold, refined, better, improved. Who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in, in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water? Who brought water for you out of the flinty rock? Who led you in the wilderness with manna? Come on. Which your fathers did not know. That he might humble you. Oh, Zagadev, Roske Pratas. You know, in the New Testament, God does not say pray. For humility. He tells you to humble yourself. Why? Because the ability to do it has been given us. That's the Holy Spirit. Under the old covenant, they didn't have that ability. So God had to take them through all those sins to just to keep them humble. And that he might test you to do you good in the end. Come on. The chief end of all the trials. The chief end of all the tests. The chief end of all the things we go through is so that God will do us good in the end. Can I announce to somebody, though your beginning was small, your latter end shall greatly increase. That's the God of increase, the God of multiplication. He says, look to Abraham your father and to Sarah that bore you, for I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. Our God is the God of increase. I see increase coming your way. I'm prophesying to somebody. Don't look at that. Look at what the, the disciples said. He said that there's a little boy who has some five loaves and two fish. But what are they among so many? There were 5,000 men apart from women and children. And possibly the women and children were more than the men. What is this five loaves of bread and two fish among so many? But not when you place it in the hands of Jesus. Not when you place it in the hands of the almighty God. He can breathe upon it. Don't despise your humble beginning. For though your beginning was small, child of God, your latter end shall greatly increase. There's increase coming your way. There's increase coming your way. I sense in the realm of a spirit that after this pan pandemic, the global pandemic, the church is going to emerge gloriously. You have no idea. I see 2021, if Jesus tarries, is our year of glorious emergence. It's our year of glorious emergence. We will emerge with wisdom. We will emerge with maturity. We will emerge with wealth. We will emerge with supernatural ideas. Planting businesses and planting churches. Come on. The glory of a latter house shall be greater than the former. This period is just like a break. Okay? It's like half time. We have played the game from the 19th, 19th, till now. In the last century in the last 100 years it's half time when the game resumes Karabasha, it won't be long when the game will be over but it shall be glorious it shall be wonderful the church will be more united the church will be more pop i'm telling you more powerful having the wealth the ability having the grace he said i wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers if i were you i will use this global pandemic period this period where there are a lot of restrictions to groom my faith and also to help me renew my mind and yield my soul under the influence of the holy ghost so that you can prosper in your soul because the next thing that is coming is wealth and health i prophesy prosperity and health are going to be the dominant 
vehicles with which we would do the work of the ministry. He said it in Zephaniah So He says that my cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. My cities through prosperity. Why prosperity? It's because God wants to use prosperity to announce himself. He did it with Abraham. He did it with Isaac. He did it with Jacob. And he's going to do it again. If we are the seed of Abraham, he says, if you be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. There is something we've inherited. It is only because we have abused and misused the prosperity and the prosperity message has been scorned and ridiculed because we have placed the cart before the horse. We have misplaced emphasis on prosperity as though when you prosper and you settle here, that is it. That is why the world mocks at us. And ridicules us. And yet the prosperity message is from God. And we must create the necessary balance. God allowed the ridicule and the scorn and the rejection of the prosperity message so that we will put the first things first. It is so prosperity where your mind is renewed. You are thinking heaven. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting on the right hand of the Father. Set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. Set your affection on things. That's Colossians 3 verses 1 to 3. Set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. So when God gives you the wealth, your affection is not on the things that he has given you. Your, your heart is still thinking heaven. Your heart is still rooted in heaven. You are still longing for heaven. Are you there, child of God? I see prosperity coming the way of God's people. You will prosper, man. I'm telling you. I said, you do that, you will prosper, man. Because he will give you ideas. Whilst you are in the closet, he's going to give you ideas. He's going to give you revelations. I'm the God who gives you power, the strength, the ability, the skill to make wealth, to get wealth. He does it. And he will do it again. To establish his covenant, he will do it again. But verse 17 is the question. He said, then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. This is where the problem is. This is where the challenge is. This is our heart. Bible says, God looks at the heart. Man looks at the outward appearance. Only God knows what we say in our heart when he blesses us. Only God knows the intents and the thoughts of our heart because it's the word of God that searches and knows the intents and the thoughts of our heart. Bible says the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I pray that when God blesses and he will do, when God endows you with wealth, when God enriches you, as we go through the period that we are going through, you are emerging gloriously. You are emerging with wealth and health. I'm telling you, I'm pr- in the midst of the global pandemic where others are dying of sickness you a child of God you will not die oh yes you will not die just to confirm that he has established a covenant you will not die you will live to glorify the Lord for he will give you ideas how to walk in health he will give you all the skills he will give it to you and above all his spirit in your, your spirit will now flow through your soul because your mind is renewed and the Holy Spirit has gained room through your soul he will now manifest himself from your spirit through your soul your soul becomes a bridge no longer a barrier because your soul can become a barrier your own mind your own will your own emotions can serve as a barrier 
to the flow of the Holy Spirit. But once your mind is renewed and once he has gained the ascendancy and he's gained room through your soul, he will manifest from your spirit through your soul into your physical bodies. That is what he meant by out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Rivers. But you see, before rivers of living water will flow from within you and affect others, it will affect your physical body first. Because the one that is laboring is a partaker of the fruits thereof. He said you should not muzzle the mouth of the oxen that thrust out the corn for the laborer is worthy of his wages. So God will not use you as a vehicle and you will not be affected. It is like using a water hose to water a garden. Certainly the water hose will also be drenched with the same water. True or not true? It's true. So you will not be used as a vessel and God will just abandon you. God is not a wicked master. And our relationship with him is not even master servant. It is now father sons. Father sons. He said, which of you having children, you being evil, if your children ask you bread, that you give him stone. If they ask for fish, you give them scorpion. If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly father give good things to them that ask him. The Luke account says, give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. Glory be to God. Alright. So, I'm going to show you a scripture that we'll pray. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. But let me read into 17 and 18 of Deuteronomy 8 just to conclude. Then you shall say, you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this world and you shall remember the Lord your God. Child of God, remember. Remember where you are coming from. Don't forget too soon. Don't forget. Remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the ability, the strength, the skill. It is he who gives you power to get wealth. It is he. It is he. It is he. He gives it to you. So if you have gotten wealth, don't say it's my own work. There's a place for hard work. But don't boast in your own hard work. Just because you work hard. Sometimes you hear certain people in the pulpit, okay, saying that this microphone was it just bought with tongues? It was bought with money. Ah. So are you saying that the Holy Spirit that you engage in communion, who gave you the idea and gave you the ability and you ministered and then money now came, now you are saying that it is money that bought the microphone but it's not the Holy Ghost? There is nothing that we have that the Holy Ghost is not the pioneer and the initiator of it. Let's not talk like that. It, it hurts God when we, when we want to encourage people to give and we tell them that, look at all these chairs. Look at the structure that we have built. It was money. So you have to give money. What are you talking about? I said, what are you talking about? Have you forgotten that it is the Lord? When there was nothing, you were now fasting and praying night and day. And then the Holy Ghost, through the communion, he blesses. And then the blessing now brought the riches. And now your trust is in the riches. And you are saying that it was money that bought it. And it was not talking in tongues. So you are not despising speaking in tongues. Do you know what it means to speak in tongues? Do you know what it means? It may look like it's a least gift. But amongst all the nine gifts of the Spirit, the only gift... The only gift, child of God, that the Holy Spirit has given to us for our personal edification is the gift of speaking in other tongues. It's for you. 
It is the only gift that can be exercised at will. All the other gifts, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to cooperate with the Holy Ghost to lead you, to guide you, even to interpret tongues, to prophesy. He guides, he manifests. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man for the, for the profit of all, to profit with all. But the only gifts. That is why I don't, I don't despise speaking in tongues. And when we become very wealthy and so great in the earth, we will still be talking them tongues. We will not say that, see, now look at how you have become. What I'm saying, I'm saying it so that one day this same message will be a judge. So that when we have become very wealthy and strong and powerful and we can, we can trample upon nations, and we can deal with nations as one man, we will not say my own hand and mind has given me. We can remember that it was when we started, there was nothing. I remember IPR Ministries with the first Saturday prayer breakfast 2nd Sep September 2017 Saturday. Everything that we planned, we hired a generator. It didn't work. It, it even caught fire. We were standing, clapping our hands in an open air. Nothing. And I mean nothing. So we, almost three years now, will not stand somewhere and say that, see, it was our might and our power that God has this. I know where we are coming from. It was fasting and prayer. That began it all. Every person that came and every person that came with ability and strength and wealth, it was the Lord who gave. So may his name be praised. We cannot boast in material things. We cannot say that I did it. I went to school and I got masters and I got PhD and so what for Christ's sake. It's the Lord who gave you that ability. If you were very excellent in school, come on. Do you look, do you know men like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego? Bible said they were 10 times better than the astrologers and the magicians of Babylon. It was the Lord. Look at a man like Joseph. It was the Lord who endowed him with the wisdom and the skill. A man who was a prisoner. From prisoner to prime minister. It was the Lord. The same Lord is at work in us. Never you boast in your strength. Never, never you boast in your ability. Whatever you do, it is the Lord. And this Lord is that spirit who is at work in us. So as you engage him and he gives you the ability and he brings wealth and brings the increase, don't trust in the increase. Don't trust in your riches. Don't trust in your wealth. It is the Lord. I submit to you, child of God, servant of the Lord, who feels that I have so much qualification, but why are things not working? It's not your qualification. In fact, the Hebrew word in verse 17 saying that, then you shall say in your heart, my, my power and my, and the might, the Hebrew words are koak and kayu. I used to use those words, koak and kayu. It means might and power. It's your own might and power. You believe that it's your own might and power that I've given you this wealth. It's a lie. Don't trust and boast in your own strength. And you shall remember the Lord your God, verse 18, for it is he, Karabash, who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to you, to your fathers as this day. In other words, God is saying that when I bring you the wealth, remember the covenant. The covenant is that you will be blessed and you shall be a blessing. Don't hoard blessing. When you hold blessing and God has no room now to, to pour more blessing, you become like the Dead Sea. Always receiving, but there's no outlet to give. It is more blessed to give than to receive. We saw that when we, we, we shared a message in Remember the Poor. 
It's been wonderful in this month of May. The first Sunday, we spoke about what? What did we talk about the first Sunday? We spoke about Christian salutations, remember the poor, find what to do, God's wish for you and me. At the end of the day, love is the summary of it all. Love. And we'll talk about it on Sunday, the last Sunday, 31st of May, 2020. But let me read Romans 8, 11 to conclude and then we'll pray. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. But if there's a condition so I hope this condition is fulfilled in your life. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you can I explain that? Because this is, this is one area a lot of God's children have missed it. The conclusion in their mind is that once I've received the Holy Spirit, it means that he dwells in me. It is one thing to receive the Holy Spirit and he joins, no, rather you are joined to him. Bible says he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. He who is joined to the Lord. In other words, you yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. You receive him, but you are joined to him. And you become one with him. But the Holy Spirit dwells in you. When to dwell means to settle. To occupy. Fully. To take over. Why we have received the Holy Spirit, but we don't see the second line of Romans 8, 11, is simply because, though we've received the Holy Spirit, he has not settled yet. We have put him in a corner somewhere. We don't engage him. We don't even mind him. It's like whenever you wish, then you just mumble some tongues just to please yourself. But there's no great communion, great koinonia, great intercourse with the Holy Ghost. Like a wrestle. You remember Jacob who wrestled with an angel all night long. A wrestle where you just know that this thing I must break through, I must break forth, I must cut through. You, you, you penetrate in prayer, in worship until you break forth. Many times we don't do that. Those five minutes wishes, rubber, 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 and then we go. No, that's not engaging the Holy Ghost. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, so He gave a condition. If you see. If the condition is not fulfilled, forget it. You may have the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, but you will not get what he's saying here. This is part of God's wish for us. He says, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life. The King James says, quicken. He will give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit. The King James says, by his spirit who dwells in you. The Holy Spirit wants to flow from within your spirit, through your soul, and then manifest in your physical body. Physical body. He wants to give life. I know the life of the flesh, according to Leviticus, is in the blood. But here, he's talking about the life that makes Jesus Christ. The very thing that makes Jesus Christ live right now. After 2,000 years, he's still alive. He died and rose again. He is not having blood because he shed all his blood. He is no longer flesh and blood. He is flesh and bones. 
He told the disciples, come and, come and touch me because a ghost does not have flesh and bones. Meaning that he is not flesh and bones. But what is keeping him alive till today is the very spirit who raised him from the dead. And that same spirit he has, he received as God's promise and he has shed it abroad. And we have received the same spirit. So as it is, so are we in this world. It's the same spirit. Bible describes the Holy Spirit as the one who proceeds from heaven. Not the one who proceeded. He proceeds. Means that the head and the body had the same spirit. It's just like the head and the body have the same life, the same blood. What is keeping Jesus up in heaven is the same thing that God wants to manifest in our physical body. So that you will no longer be living by your blood alone, but by the manifestation of God's spirit from within your spirit through your soul into your physical body. Am I communicating, child of God? Maybe one day I can dwell on this the more. Because if we catch this revelation that the same spirit that is keeping Jesus alive in heaven is the same spirit we have on the inside of us. But the difference is that Jesus Christ had the Holy Spirit manifested through him. Fully, without measure. But in our case, sometimes our own mind, our own will can serve as a dam to the flow of the spirit. Can serve as a barrier. Can serve as a limitation, a blockage, a hurdle. To the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit lives in us. But he hasn't settled yet. He hasn't taken over yet. But when the Spirit of God takes over your soul. It means that there's no more bridge. I mean rather there's no more barrier. There's not a bridge. He cannot flow through that bridge. And then before he affects others. As rivers of living water. He will give life to your mortal body. He will quicken your mortal body. He will bring supernatural energy. If you are working in health. As a child of God. Don't take it for granted. It's not because you're on some special medication. It's because the Holy Ghost is involved. The Holy Ghost is involved. He gives life to your mortal body. He gives the energy. How do you get up? You sleep for about three hours a day. And it's still enough to sustain you. They say that sleep for eight hours. But you do three hours, four hours a day. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by the spirit of a living God. I submit to you, the Lord, the Lord God Almighty, and I present him to you, child of God. Let's get back to communion with the Holy Ghost because he wants to do so much with us. If we can only give him the right of way, if we can only leave the way and let him step in as a leader, he will guide us into all truth. He will lead us in the way that we should go. We will not famish, rather we will flourish. In the midst of people famishing, we will flourish like a palm tree and grow like the cedar in Lebanon. Lift your hands. Lift your hands wherever you are. If you are driving, you don't need to lift your hands. But if you are home, in the comfort of your home, or anywhere where you, are, you have access to IP Online Radio, or Facebook, and you can lift your hands, do so as we lift our hands before heaven. Before the very presence of our maker, he wishes above all things. Now we prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. And he has given us the keys, the major key, or the major keys are his word and his spirit. His word renews our minds and his spirit takes over our souls. And the Holy Spirit is the one who uses the word also to remove the old, that's to renew and replace with the new. So you can't do without the word and the spirit. This is the word and spirit encounter. 
I present to you the word and spirit encounter. If we can get back to God's word and get back to his spirit. Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. If you can be rich in God's word, you will see that riches out there are but nothing. Your focus will not be on the riches out there, but on the riches that you have on the inside. You are rich in God's word. So nothing appeals to you. You just know that this is just tool that God has given you for you to finish his work. Your focus, your affection, your desire, your attention, your, your, your inclination is not geared towards the material riches that he gives you. No matter how rich you become. I see you becoming very, very rich. I'm prophesying. Very, 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 very rich. That you will not lack any good thing. That's one promise God has given International Prayer Resort Ministries. We will never lack any good thing. I said we will never lack. It's a promise from the beginning. God told me this and I kept saying it Sunday after Sunday. You will never lack any good thing. I knew what I was doing. Those who heard me say that, I knew what I was doing because it was a promise. You will never lack any good thing. You will never lack any good thing. He said, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. No good thing. No good thing. I bless you with the blessings of God. I bless you with the wisdom of God. I bless you with that ability to get wealth. It comes from the Lord. I bless you with the quickening of the Holy Spirit in your mortal body in the name of the Lord Jesus. And as we pray right now, let the spirit of a living God take over your soul. Let him have the avenue to express himself through you. And all of a sudden, you who had blocked mind and you didn't know what to do with your life, you will get to know that even the soil under your feet may be worth some millions of dollars. I'm telling you, God will show you what you didn't see because he's the one who opens eyes. Remember Elisha, he prayed to God and said, God, open this young man's eyes that he may see. And God, open his eyes. I pray that as we pray, your eyes will open. Your eyes will open into the supernatural. Your eyes will open into your inheritance in Christ Jesus. Upon Mount Zion, he says, there shall, there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness. And the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. Lift your voice and let's pray. Zoboro motoro motosi prepepesh ragatai shaparama katalama mos ragadu zigrigegeza rapapo shapandiri kataiza roborobo suprapaliminega taiza aize proteriminega ta that there will be the manifestation of God's spirit from within our spirits through our souls to our physical bodies that he will he will, he will move through our minds and begin to give the skill the ability is the power to get wealth. And also to walk in health. Lebe shagadisa prata. Rababo shakataja. Rababo shakataja. Mantepa. Mene pere tosha. Ragade sigrigigeta. Sigrigiginto sopreta labasha. Laiso brapa pantolobozo. Rabababo shakaita. Pere shipra pariatata. Sigrigiginto sigrigagaita. Rabaraba shantolobozo regata. Rabababo shaprata. Mente minikate sigrigigeta. Pintolobo suprababa, Robobo Sakatalababa, Ragadai Soprapa, Ragadu Sigrigata, Serente Sigrigata, Roborobo Suprapalante Menegata, Serebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebedebed
engage the Holy Ghost right now lift a voice as you engage the Holy Spirit let there be changes changes in your mind let there be the transformation of your life through the renewing of your mind in the name of the Lord Jesus even as by the Spirit of the Lord he said we all with unveiled face beholding us in the mirror of the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord that the Spirit of the Lord will bring a transformation in your life in your home in your marriage in your business in your career in your ministry in your finances in your physical body in your health in your wealth acquisition that the spirit of God will gain the ascendancy and have the room in your soul to operate and to flow from within you ah, and flow out of your belly as rivers of living water but before you flows out and you will quicken your mortal body and give life to your mortal body and give ideas to your mind the power to get wealth lift a voice and pray Marosha kata aisha parasha antorobo sopra parante segregen torobo sozozo robaraba santole belele robaloba santalabaya aisha gatusha akantorosha akantorosha robaraba santiri minimidiasha aisha parakatejo giregetezi grigata robaloba santolaba I'm turning the wilderness. The wilderness you must have found yourself in. I'm turning it into a fruitful field. The wilderness has become a fruitful field. 
field. The wilderness has become a fruitful field. The wilderness has become a fruitful field. And the fruitful field shall become a forest. The fruitful field shall become a forest. Arantosha, Agatoros, Brabosa, Ariabapa, Ariabapa, Arantorobosata. I prophesy in the name of the Lord Jesus. If there is any wilderness situation in your home, in your finances, in your bank account, in the, in the life of your children, whatever the wilderness was, of your, the wilderness situation, uh, you might have found yourself in. Let it be a turnaround. Let it become a fruitful field right now, right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth, that He may establish the covenant that He made with the fathers, even up to this day. In the name of the Lord Jesus, and the Rebosata, a Roborobosatiris, he pre-bidiminiatisha, a Rapaliasa, a Rapariasa, a Rapariasa, a Rapariasa, a Rapariasa, a Rapaliasa, a Yantorobosa, Isaac Rigaka, Lysak Rigaka, Torobosoprata. Can I say this? The Lord says to me to tell somebody. There are some of us who are watching right now, who are listening right now, that the Lord has raised with a grace. According to Romans chapter 12, from verse 6, it talks about different graces. It's having then gifts, differing according to the grace that is given to us. So there are different graces, and there are some people who have the grace to give. And some are doing so well, but others don't know that they are hindering their own grace by not acting in that grace. I hear the Lord say to me to tell those who are already in the grace of giving that your reward is at your doorstep. Yeah. Your reward for the ability to willingly give to the work of the ministry without showmanship, without publicity, without telling people that see what I've done. I hear the Lord say, you did it in secret, but I'm rewarding you openly. I prophesy. You know yourselves, you're watching, you're listening. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. You may not even be members of International Prayerism Ministries, but wherever you are, both those who are members and those who are partners and connected right now, I hear the Lord say, I'm rewarding. Your reward is at your doorstep. You will prosper the work of your hands. He will increase you. I hear increase. I hear increase. I hear increase. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus, for he will increase you. He will increase you so much that you will have the ability and the grace to even give them all. For you have worked in that grace and now your reward has come and nobody shall be able to take your reward from you. And those who have pocketed that grace and have not functioned in it, say as a spirit, it's not too late. It's not too late. June, July, August, September. If you will wake up with that grace and work the work with the grace that God has given you, you'll be amazed. The last quarter of this year, if Jesus tarries, what he will do with your life as well. The Bible says that whatever a man sows, that shall he reap. Galatians says, he says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. I'm prophesying to both those who have already sown and those who are yet to sow. There is a time to sow and there is a time to reap. There are those who sow without anybody prompting them. There's a place for sowing the word of God as a seed. And there's a place for sowing your wealth as a seed. Especially for the work of the ministry. And if you have done that already, your reward is at your doorstep. I hear it so clearly. I say your reward is at your doorstep. See, you will see in June, July, and August. The same, this June, July, August. You'll be amazed. Whilst others are sowing, you are reaping. And those who sow and do well... September, October, November, December, they will also be surprised. So it's not too late for any one of us. Those who have sown already receive the reward because your reward is at your doorstep. And tell us, I take it, I take it, I take it in the name of the Lord Jesus. You might have sown your life. You have laid down your life for others. You receive your reward. You might have sold your substance. You have given your substance for the work of the ministry. Receive your reward. You must have given your ideas, your time, your energy. You receive the reward. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you might have given exhortation. Receive the reward. And those who have done nothing with the grace that God has given you, it's time to wake up and labor with that grace. Paul said that the grace that was given me because of that grace, I labored more abundantly than all the apostles. And yet, it was not him. It was the grace of God. Use that grace. Don't sleep in grace. Wake up with the grace of God and work with that grace. And the grace of God will bring the reward. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That's the word of the Lord. I hear a song. Oh, to me, I sing in Oh, to me, Adin Yinaye. Oh, to me, Adin Yinaye. Oh, to me, Adin Yinaye. Metu Nyakopanga. Obasoro Eniasase. Oh, to me, Adin Yinaye. Missy Major Nanko Pong Obasuru any assassin now to me at the Yammy to me at the to me at he's able to do all things. Oh, to me at the now to me at Mejo nyanko pa Obasoro Eni asase Na otumi A 
Two kinds of people, those who have sown with the grace of God on their life all this while, June, July, August, into September, there's a harvest awaiting you. And you can continue even from August, September, October, November, and so more. And those who are having the same grace but have pocketed it, the Lord says it's time. Wake up and do same. And you'll be amazed the harvest. Because God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows. So if you sow nothing, you reap nothing. If you sow love, you reap abundance of love. If you, 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 you sow care, you receive super care from God. If you sow money and support, you receive money and support. May the Lord bless you with understanding. May the Lord open the heavens over you. I am seeing three people in particular. These are two men and a woman. And the Lord says, your reward is at your doorstep. Your reward is at your doorstep. For all the giving for the work of the ministry, for all the effort and the inputs, for all the sacrifices, your reward is at your doorstep. Two men, one woman. I'm seeing them. I don't need to mention their names, but I know them. One, two, three. And I hear the Lord say, I'm blessing with blessing. I'm blessing with blessing. I'm blessing with blessing. And it's yours in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord overwhelm you with divine ideas to do more, to get more, and to bless more. For he has blessed you that you will become a channel of blessing. Now you have become channels of blessing. For you will multiply blessing. Multiply grace. Multiply abundance. You will be overwhelmed that in the midst of scarcity, like Isaac, whilst there was farming everywhere, he sold in that same land and he reaped a hundredfold. I hear a hundredfold harvest coming for this tray. It's yours in the name of Jesus. And receive it in the name of Jesus. The Lord bless you and reward you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Somebody said, but how about us? It's time for you to work with the same grace. You see, there are some things that prayer cannot, I mean, be used to substitute for. Yeah. There's a place for prayer, and I believe in prayer. And there's also a place where God says, I've given you this grace. Just walk in it. Do it. Walk in it. And you'll be amazed. And when you do it, and the prayer comes, then the prayer will be answered. Other than that, we'll be praying on an empty hand he prospered the work of our hands it's as simple as that the Lord bless you with understanding I know you are smiling yeah the Lord bless you glory be to God